Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Pam Landis, VP of Digital Engagement at Hackensack Meridian Health. In part one, Landis talks about the benefits of having a dual reporting relationship, how her team is working toward the ultimate goal of centralizing care access and making it easier for both patients and staff, and why she believes the most important information come from data and analytics. Hi, Pam. Thanks so much for taking this time to speak with us. Let's start with a brief overview of your role, the scope of your responsibilities, and, and what you're really focused on. Yeah, so this position is a blend of IT, marketing communications, and operations. So my team has responsibility for all websites, all mobile applications, collaborative strategies, but also patient engagement strategies. So everything from my chart to patient-generated data, and we also have all social media, all consumer analytics and reporting, and campaign management. And then finally, what ties it all together is contact center. So we have begun building out a network-wide contact center, which all this data is flowing into, and then also is being staffed by agents who are mostly working from home, answering patient inquiries via phone, text, live chat, things like that. So if you think about all internal and externally facing emerging technologies that are around Mm -hmm. experience, that's when my team gets involved. Okay. So the network-wide contact center, that sounds pretty interesting. Can you talk a little bit more about like how that came about? Yeah, I think that what we did, what we're doing is what a lot of hospitals and health systems across the country are doing. It is too hard to figure out how to get access to care. And we have decided that we are going to centralize the scheduling and registration for all points of access to care at Hackensack Meridian Health into one place. And so that's what my team works on and making it easier to get people to see their doctors, but also get their tests done, have their mammograms to come in for labs, to do their same day surgeries. There should be one place. It could be many phone numbers, but one place where all of that's coordinated and handled. Yeah. But at the same time, those same inquiries can be coming from the web. They can be coming from chat. They can be coming from text. They can be coming from a variety of places. But the idea is access to care. And how do I make that easier? The doorway they come in should not matter. Yeah. And was this something that came about because of COVID or was it already in the works? It was actually in the works. It was one of the reasons HMH recruited me to come here, but it was in the works prior to that. And what we found during COVID was it accelerated our purpose to go faster, to get it done faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rather than taking a year to implement, compress it down into 90 days. Go, go, go. Right, right. That was really the impetus for you coming to this organization to really get this off the ground. Yeah. I mean, what Hackensack Meridian Health, when they were like looking out into the landscape, had really said, we need to really improve our consumer and team member experience in this digital world. And so that's why Contact Center makes sense. But it also makes sense for our web activities, our app activities, our patient engagement stuff, 
How are we using my chart? Is it foundational or is it not? I mean, to really take a strategic view of how we make access to care easier for consumers and patients, but also make it easier for our team members to do their jobs too. And then underneath all of that is, we know what we want to do, but it all gets powered by data and analytics that drives us. So it's not, we get a lot of focus groups of one or anecdotes, or this is how you should do it. But we really go back to the data and the research that says, how is it that we should be doing it? Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And looking at what happened a year and a half ago, a year ago, you had said that you, you were already kind of on this path. You know, obviously COVID sped things up, but in terms of uh, what your team did, what was really like the first focus? So, you know, New Jersey got hit fast and hard. So I think March mm-hmm. 3rd was the first COVID patient that showed up. We had already started up a COVID page externally. We kind of felt right at the end of February, you could feel it coming like we're close to the Newark, Newark International Airport where a lot of people are coming yeah. in. And we thought it's only a matter of time till somebody shows up. And sure enough, it was March 3rd, somebody showed up at our doorway. And then we were pretty much off to the races. I will tell you that first month, it was all about keeping people informed and safe. And that really meant that we needed to pivot and stop talking about services that we wanted people to come get because we didn't want you to come in, but to really start using all of our digital tools chat, text, websites, call centers as a way to keep people informed and give them the right information at the right time. Not only we were doing that for the public, we were doing the same thing for our own team members. So our intranet was able to literally pivot into a COVID center and we were posting the new clinical guidelines or news about PPE or here comes this change, keeping our team members informed but also all of our clinicians across the state. That was really important. Our clinicians, even those who um, weren't employed by us, but were just affiliated private practice doctors, started turning to us to getting that information to help them weed through it all. Right. Okay. And then as far as the response among the community, the patient community, was it a case where it really did ramp up very quickly? It was remarkable. It accelerated within that first case showed up in March on March Mm -hmm. 3rd. And you could see all of my web activity just accelerate. And there was a day when our phones, it was the day that the executive order came through where the governor said, okay, everybody's on a stay at home order. And our phones just exploded. And literally we had one public phone line that people would call for health information would normally get about 150 calls a day. And that, that day it got 14,000 calls. And so oh we actually God. had to get going and get staffed up and get the information and the FAQs out there. But beyond that, we also knew we still had to take care of people. And that's when yeah. the, you know we had virtual here with virtual on demand. We needed to get our doctors to be able to do their appointments virtually. And so we pivoted really quickly to that also. Other thing that we saw is our web traffic, our chat traffic, and our phone traffic seemed to pre-predict upcoming surges. So we developed a dashboard that our executives looked at every day. They could go in and not only see 
what's the current status of everything going on across our whole health network in terms of COVID? But they could see that this web activity, chat activity, and call activity at about a week before each surge happened, Mm. we saw a spike in activity. And then a week later, we would see the inpatients. And so we used the data that way because our communities were telling us something. When they started calling us, they were telling us something. That's really interesting. You're talking about utilizing this data and leveraging it. And so I'm sure that you really have to have some good partnerships with some of the other other departments and, Mm -hmm. you know, just keeping, (laughs) I I would imagine that that's something that was really key during, especially the start of COVID. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, My team actually reports both into IT and strategy. We have a dual reporting relationship, which has actually been really beneficial because then it helps us stay aligned with where people are going and need to go. But that's right. Those relationships in IT are important. The relationships in clinical operations are important. They're important in the strategy department and they're important in communication. And I think that when you look at the chair, I mean, it's like everybody's got a piece of work to do. And our team's job is to kind of bring all those together into a good user experience. Right, right. Okay. You talked about that blend earlier, you know, IT, marketing operations. So I would imagine that that's really a big part of the strategy is managing that and making sure that all of those components are kind of taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it starts with beyond the relationships, formalizing the governance and mm-hmm. basically right. sitting down with everybody and saying, we're going to meet on this weekly or twice weekly or monthly, whatever yeah. the cadence is. And we're going to meet on this as a group and everybody's going to have input. And it might be that I have to pull in quality or legal at different times, but there is a governance that where we look at the projects, decide on them, prioritize them, and then keep ourselves accountable to them. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.